Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashford? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. I'm Joe DeWire. And for the first time in this little show's history, maybe Unpacking Brisbane isn't the most accurate description for what we're going to do. I'm joined here today by the strongest man in the world, Henry Bretz. Yes, here I am lifting trucks and... Uh, making my own luck and mm. can i say as well i love that you've described this as the first ever episode where we've strayed away from the brisbane premise as if we have never discussed anything else yeah, uh, yeah. this is this is a no sidetracks policy yeah, yeah it's the only yeah we're, we're very very on focus but it's interesting henry because we've talked about you know stratty we've talked about barley we've have we talked about barley we've, we've wanted yeah. to yeah, yeah, we went to Bali. Uh, we, we went, went to Bali. Bali. But all of that was through the lens of basically what do Brisbane people do there or, you know, what's the link to Brisbane. Today, for the first time, we go down south, we go behind enemy lines and we get into unpacking Sydney. Yeah, that's the idea here is... The capital of Australia. Mm, according to them. Mm, now, as, it, as, we, it, as it probably should be, to be honest. Well, we can get into that as we undergo the unpack because I think... A little place called Geelong would have something to say about that. No, um, Melbourne. I think I think Melbourne might be a little pissed about that. Yeah, know, and they might because right. who's, who's winning COVID at the moment? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I'm a simple man, and when I follow sports, the the team with the highest numbers is the winner. Have so, you seen? So that would I make think, it New South Melbourne Wales win. at the moment. No, no. For Melbourne. one day. What did New South Wales get today? Oh, you're talking daily cases. I'm talking daily cases. That's like, being, but that's like being, oh, the winner of this game is whoever scores the most points in the next two minutes. It's a whole game. That, that's soccer. But, but what's no, it? It's, that's, it's, it's usually nil all by the time you get to the last two minutes. Oh, so. mate, fucking oath, actually. It's the most boring sport in the world. Rules. Yeah. Well, yeah. On soccer, soccer rules, else. you do nothing for 90 minutes and fall asleep, hey? Yeah, that's Shit sport. It. Anyway, for anyone tuning in for uh, unique sports analysis, you're not going to find it. You're just going to find an anti-football approach. Uh, housekeeping, Henry, um, I don't really have much to say because there is so much to say about Sydney. I just want to thank every Brisbaneite who reached out and let us know just how shit uh, Sydney was. Um, I, I broadly am inclined to agree uh, it certainly has some downsides. Um, so, you know, thanks for the Unpakistanis for keeping my spirits high while Henry uh, is in isolation in Townsville. He doesn't have COVID. It's just, um, yeah. just a social <laughs> thing. Very, <laughs> I've been stuck in a hotel room for weeks, so I mm. maybe have more of an accurate view into what yeah. Sydney's like right now than bloody anyone. Uh, no, I, I have... Minimal, minimal housekeeping. I did want to say briefly, Joey, uh, you know, we used to do Unpakistani of the Week as a segment where we uh, highlight other we great... Did. Pro other, we did. And we, you know, and then we got... Well, then we, we ran did out for of, about three weeks. We ran out of people. Uh, yeah. there, turns out there's about two talented photographers yeah. and a female and solo Ob artist. And O'Bailey and uh, Ashgrove, I think. There's O Bailey and there's a you know there's a bloody painter or two, but apart from that, yeah. no. But uh, you know, always like celebrating other Brisbane Trent, projects. So the Unpakistani of the week is Trent Dalton. <laughs> great, the uh, great author. <laughs> the Unpakistani of the week, Powderfinger. Um, <laughs> Peter Beatty. Really, <laughs> really, uh, really great Brisbaneite this week. Just giving the little guy a go. No, <laughs> I uh, I saw a show. Uh, this is a comedian, Shane Hunter, uh, guy around the Brisbane scene. But I just saw that he's doing a show. Um, at Good Chat, but I just liked the title. I wanted to bring it up. Um, it's uh, Beers and Laughing in Bris Vegas, which I just thought was fun. As a, oh, uh, for as, Fear as a, and Loathing in Las Vegas. For Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. I think he's got, think he's got a show on. Um, it's, no, uh, it's no chitty, chitty, bang, bang parody, schnitty, yeah. schnitty, beers, beers. Now, it's no schnitty, schnitty, beers, It's no schnitty, schnitty, beers, beers, but, but Shane can't be blamed for that. He, uh, he didn't. Shane didn't know. Shane didn't know. Uh, mm. But no, I just uh, that was very fun. But apart from uh, that, in terms of uh, beers and laughing in Bris Vegas, um, which I don't think you could get as neat of a pun out of for the big old Sydney, uh, 
I mean, do we just dive in? Do we do we check it out, mate? I think I think we should just go for it. I think we shouldn't hold back, and I think I should keep stalling while I bring up the sound. So we start, you know, if anyone from Sydney is listening into this podcast for the first time, we traditionally start by looking at the Wikipedia page uh, for what we usually do as a suburb. Now, um, the Sydney Wikipedia page, I'll say before this segment, uh, is fucking enormous. So it's been a bit more of a pick and choose. Uh, So without further ado... Now, Han, this is, um, you know, I always ask you what's the population of a certain suburb. And generally in Brisbane, you have a margin of error of, you know, it's probably between six to 12,000. How many people do you think live in Sydney? And I'll give you well done if you get it within 10,000. Okay. Are we talking greater Sydney? Just, okay. Well, yeah, that's, that is, that's part of Sydney. None it includes like Western None of, Sydney. Trick question. None of it's great. Um, <laughs> No, yeah, it's uh, like the Sydney... Uh, all right, let, okay, five million. Yeah, yeah. So that's well known. That's that's agreed upon. We, that's a settled ground. Yeah. F- five million, um, 461,300. <laughs> so around about 5.4 million. I'd say around 5.4 million. 5.461. It's 5.367. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You're off by about 100,000. What did you say was impressive in the, so in I the said, range? I said 10,000. You're off by 100,000. So you were 10, 10 times less impressive than the impressive standard. So, <laughs> you know, that's still, if you get. Look, look, if you get yeah. it within the right half a million it shows you have a solid grip on how big it is i feel like i've actually been, just just out of interest like, i don't even feel round. like proportionally i've been more off with brisbane suburbs i feel like i've been numerically further off with brisbane suburbs so yeah. like I, I, um now just just a quick uh, speed round because i'm interested in the comparison how many people do you think live in melbourne um 4.2 million no, it's 5.078 there's ah. way more people in melbourne than i thought but the Sydney Wikipedia page is probably the longest Wikipedia page we've ever done on this show. And Han, what leaps out at you outside of the fact that um, penal transportation uh, is how the colony was started and is also how I get semen? <laughs> there you go. What do you, what do you think? Now we're talking. That's Sydney unpacked penal transportation when you're pissing in a toilet bowl. What am I pissing in the gutter of King's Cross? Like I'm, yeah. like I'm Heath Ledger in that movie, Two Hands. Great movie. Inexplicably on Netflix, classified as a comedy. I think it's on um, <laughs> bloody Stan as well. Yeah, no, it's I a think, fan. And, also, I've seen it, and I think I've seen it on Amazon Prime. I think Two Hands is... <laughs> three hands, even. More like, more like three hands. <laughs> and gotta, I... We watch it. And I, as a straight Australian, um, will hand on heart say Heath Ledger in that movie is the best an Australian actor has ever looked. Yeah, it's before he put on all that fucking makeup. <laughs> I know, before he cut, put on all that cut up his damn face. <laughs> put on all that girly makeup. And yeah, uh, hey, I haven't, haven't now, seen the movie, yeah. um, but apparently it was a stand-up comedian. He kept telling jokes. It was ridiculous. Heath, just thinking all of Heath Ledger's movies exist in the same universe. You're like, that guy from Two Hands, he was just working out on the streets of Sydney. Next minute, gay, cowboy. Um, <laughs> Having, having sex with Mysterio from Spider-Man. Yeah, all movies voice. take place in the same universe. And, are, and then he went into this, and I hope I'm getting this right, Imaginarium of oh. Dr. Parnassus. Probably not even a real doctor. And then he was a knight with a tail. <laughs> knight in, tail. In, what, in, why do you have a tail? Is he a bloody possum? In a great movie. Knight's Which I tale. haven't seen. Really? I haven't seen Knight's Tale. Oh, it's phenomenal. Have you seen I've Two seen Hands? That. Nah, I've seen. Uh, oh. I've seen two hands. I've seen two yeah. hands. Uh, uh, I know got, this uh, movie. Do you reckon the director got, used who's to got go two, around? Two hands and is happy to see you. It's me. Do you reckon the director used to go around being like, um, "So, oh, what was it like working on this?" And he's like, "Mate, I know this movie like the back of my hands. Two of them." That's very good. <laughs> got That's him. very good. Two hands. Uh, uh, no, the first thing I wrote down, and 
it would not surprise you to learn that the Wikipedia wig out goes into a fair bit of detail about James the Big Rig Cook. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Cook when he uh, sailed into Botany Bay. As was, he important- not, was he not a yes. captain when he got here? No, it's an important trivia question. Uh, the person who sailed into Botany Bay was Lieutenant James Cook. He was later a captain, I believe. He had to uh, wipe out a few more, uh, you know, locals before he could. Yeah, be before you, you get that promotion. A little bit teeny. That he's like, well, am I still a lieutenant, man? They're like, just a teeny tiny bit more genocide, James. You'll be James. Under- you so and James. Do remember to wipe out the local population with disease and violence. Really, and James. <laughs> Make sure you cause issues for many hundreds of years to come with your actions on arrival, James. But also, James, feel free to swing by Hawaii on the way home. Nothing will happen to you there. <laughs> nah, good what happened? Oh, is that where, he, that's where, that's where they got him? Yeah, they it? killed him. Yeah, yeah, the bunch of the locals um, were just sick of tourists. Too many, too so, many pina coladas. Yeah, too bloody right, mate. And getting caught in the rain. That's it. Um, well, we'll skip a few hundred years past... Uh, <laughs> First, for, what was what, is Botany Bay still called Botany Bay? I'm revealing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it yeah. is. Okay. And uh, I think the suburb called Botany is named after Botany Bay. It's so. I guess I was about to say it's so British, but that's who named it. That um, makes perfect sense to me. And uh, Sydney is named after Baron Sydney, so not surprising there. Um, but it's lucky we didn't. It's lucky we didn't end up with more like eye-wateringly boring British tropes amongst our names because it was just a bunch of you know, poms coming over. We're very lucky that it isn't like, and welcome to the capital city, Crumpet Town. Yeah, or like Piddlesworth, Middleborough. <laughs> welcome to our nightclub district on <laughs> Porridge Avenue, man. Yeah. Let's dance oh. it out of way like Paddington Bear. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest <laughs> shopping district, Pound. It's just Pound, okay? Oh my god, I can't believe how far I have to drive. I'm dating a girl who lives in cup of tea. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was saying to Earl Grey the other day. Um, but no, uh, I, I wanted to tease out of the Wikipedia, Henry, the fact that Sydney is made up of 658 suburbs spread, <laughs> spread across 33 local government areas. So whoever wants to start the fucking Unpacking Sydney Suburbs-based podcast, good luck because, you know, here in Brisbane, we're struggling after 80 episodes, you know, mainly about suburbs. Sydney has 658 suburbs. It's ridiculous. That is holy mackerel. Do you have – how many have we got? Uh, it- we have uh, 190 in Brisbane. So 190 so, versus, geez, it really 658. is 658. Now, I did the numbers on this. I crunched the numbers because I was like, they have heaps more suburbs and admittedly a bigger population, but it didn't seem to proportion it. So in Brisbane, we have 190 suburbs and our population ratio is 12,000 people to a suburb. In Sydney, it's 8,000 people to a suburb. Oh, so wow. their suburbs are smaller in terms they of have, size. And every one of them has an NRL team. Yeah, fuck it. Oh, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> but also they, they mentioned in the Wikipedia the 33 local government areas. I don't know how much Brisbane people would appreciate this, but Brisbane is um, pretty isolated in the world in the fact that we have one city council for the whole greater Brisbane area. So I'm pretty sure the Brisbane City Council is the biggest city council the southern hemisphere because in sydney it's like the council of canterbury and the council of fucking the inner west and the council of surrey hills or whatever like they have tiny little local councils so if you're the mayor of sydney that speaks for a very small part of sydney i think you are the mayor of the city of sydney and the city of sydney i think is like surrey hills the cbd and that's probably it a bridge and a Weird fucking house and a bit yeah, of water. House that, house that looks like a bloody dishwasher. Don't get me started. What are, the, what are you, the mayor of a $40 cocktail? Who oh. was the mayor? Lucy Turnbull. Remember how Turnbull's... Uh... Was Turnbull's wife the mayor? Indeed. Well, um, no, no. Turnbull's husband was the prime minister, mate. Oh, okay. You know okay, you're right. The more well-known Turnbull. Why don't you uh, check yourself before your mouth spurting more... Turn bullshit. Then, about then your gen- body, gender roles. then your body's checks can cash. Um, what a name! 
Turnbull. I mean, Turnbull, yeah, yeah. this isn't by any means a political... We don't need to get political yet about that. You know, Turnbull is a big figure of Sydney. He is. And, he is. and, uh, in and the I'd say of- very, very representative of the good and bad of Sydney. Yeah. In that he... Uh, the spinelessness, the desire he, to pursue yeah. money at the expense of just about everything else. Um, Malcolm Turnbull in that he had some philanthropy endeavours, but also likes to coward punch people. So <laughs> he's the good and bad of Sydney. He's the good man. and bad in that he, you know, is, you know, quite receptive to um, multicultural living, hmm. um, but also uh, an elitist snob who never, never leaves the North Shore. So, you know, the good yes. and bad... The good, and bad. the good and the bad. Well, that's interesting. Six hundred and fifty-eight suburbs. That's a lot of. Yeah. That's a lot of damn episodes of a podcast. Too so right. And so, if we're ever struggling here, you're going to start hearing a lot more bloody unpacking Newtown, unpacking Surrey Hills. Hell yeah. Um, now, the city has had several nicknames throughout its history, such as the Emerald City and the Harbour City. Now, Joe, the Harbour City. city Makes sense to me. Yeah, the Harbour Bridge, obviously Sydney Harbour's pretty big deal. Um, I wanted to ask you, have you ever heard it called the Emerald City? Bloody no. No. Like, what is green about it? I don't get it. One short day in the Emerald City. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, I wonder whether some bloody wicked nerd just after seeing it at, <laughs> you know, one of the Sydney theatres has got on and be like, yeah, several nicknames throughout its history, such as Oz... What do we think? Oh, it's because the Emerald City is the biggest city in Oz. Oh, As do, you reckon, do you reckon it's an Oz, Oz thing? Sure. I am, I'm now very confident. I'm sure it's an Oz thing. I actually and that, don't. And, and that makes Turnbull the wizard. Oh, he actually, yeah, do you reckon? Who's Dorothy? Gladys. Gladys. Um, Why Dor- is Sydney known as the Emerald City? Great, there's an article. I think it goes, Gladys is Dorothy. Yeah. No brain, John Barillaro. So yeah, he's, great. The, he's the scarecrow. And because scarecrows are in rural, like he's from the national, so he's fields. Um, no, what is the what is the tin man got? No heart. Um, John Perrottet? Yeah, I'd probably give that to Oh, no, I think he's got heart. I think he's a coward. I think maybe, he's probably the lion, maybe. Maybe he's the lion. Let's give a, well, let's maybe, uh, I'm trying to think of like, Phil Gould or no Carl Sanderlands or something. Like, yeah. Oh, Alan Jones. Alan Jones is Alan Jones the wicked is the witcher. Man. Oh, the oh, Tin Man. Okay, no, yeah, the wicked witch. That's fair. That's very fair. Alan Jones is the. Uh, yeah. What about uh? And then I think like the Cronulla Sharks are all those those flying monkeys. They're just yep. like they're yep. they're like the it's just Andrew Fafita flying around. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll get you. I'll get you. Just like thugs. Yeah, that's. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Maybe. No, maybe. No. Maybe a bit harsh on the Sharks. Maybe a bit tough. Um, apparently, it's called the Emerald City because of a David Williamson play in 1987. Oh, I've heard of that play. Yeah. Um, the by, title uh, it's a- by uh, David Williamson. Yeah. 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 Is good, that, is, was that a travel agent or a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, righto. Apparently, according to Wikipedia, despite being one of the most expensive cities in the world, Sydney frequently ranks in the top 10 most livable cities in the world. Now... Mm. I think that's taken the piss. Let's talk How about this. How fucking bad are other cities if Sydney has cracked the top 10? It is intolerably expensive, particularly housing. Now, I get these lists a lot of the time are determined in large part by parks and cafes and yeah. greenery. I understand that. But if you're making a list of the most livable cities, the almost overruling and, dare I say, disqualifying factor needs to be, can you fucking live there? Yeah. And in Sydney, you're dead set can't. With the asterisks of can you fucking live there without $10 million or mum and dad buying you your terrace house in Surrey Hills for you. Or living so far out of Sydney that you're effectively in Perth. Well, this is my thing. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm sure if you have a perfect little life in inner Sydney, yeah, it's very livable. Most people are living in, like, Penrith. You know what the population of Western Sydney is? No. It's like, it's bigger than Brisbane. There's like 2.8 million people there. So like address your livability with, you know, Bankstown on a hot day when it turns into a sink and is basically 40 degrees. We're talking millions of dollars to live in Sydney. I know. And Brisbane at the moment is expensive to try and get into the property market. It's everywhere is expensive to get into the property market. Oddly enough, Melbourne is the only place that hasn't grown Really? 
Yeah. Apparently, you know, uh, the whole thing with Sydney, and, and it's a fair warning to we in Brisbane, um, it was the Olympics in 2000 that basically single-handedly doubled Sydney house prices and you just mm. don't look back from there. Yeah, those old Olympics. But, I mean, we're probably, especially in the contemporary part of this episode, going to have a lot to say that is negative about Sydney. From, from what I heard, and I was four years old at the time, I hear that they absolutely knocked oh, it out. probably one of the, the best things in the world. And we'll talk about that in the sport. Um, just while I'll pull this out of the Wikipedia just while we're on um, real estate. Sydney surpasses both New York City and Paris real estate prices, having Jeez. some of the most expensive housing in the world. So just let that sink in. You can get a place for cheaper in New York or Paris than you- Sydney. So for everyone thinking, I'll take my little KPMG job, I'll go down to my little Sydney, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll buy a little place in 10 years' time. Go to Paris. Go yeah. to New York. Go I'll to the you, city that never sleeps or the city of love. Go management consult a bloody f- croissant. Yeah, gee. And dare I say, Sydney is probably the uh, epicentre of bullshit jobs with made-up sounding titles in Australia. Um, shout out to all the business strategist uh, development consultants. Good on you for oh, contributing heaps. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't live in Sydney just yet, but I mean, I've seen one Jack Hardy at work. And that, <laughs> like the man, there's a, there's a scroll of a spreadsheet every 45 minutes and yeah, there's he's a, making there's a, more money than me. There's a little joke on a uh, Teams meeting than there's, yep, we're meeting with a client next week. And uh, I think that's the whole calendar. And um, most of those teams meetings are with Sydney. So they're, they're yeah. feeling this. Uh, it's not Brisbane's fault. It's sucking people in by the yeah. medium of Zoom and Teams. It's rubbing off on them with that unproductiveness. I, 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 I reckon Sydney is where all the uh, like bullshit work words get manufactured. Like, uh, you know, if we're circling back to something, if we need to be on the same page, if we need to, you know, have a bit of connectivity, think outside the box. I reckon Sydney just pumps those out and, you know, Martin Place and then go, righto, Brisbane, take your lead. And that's why you get emails just being like, Where's our where's our business focus? I don't know. Not I reckon I reckon the vibe of Sydney is people would say nice to e meet you in person. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I don't even know what that means. And then they freak out and go, "Nice to me meet you." Well, nice to me meet you. Uh, uh, yeah, man. It's uh, and I think the other thing that we touched on briefly there, um, in yeah, that's insane to me. New York, like New York and Paris, two of my favorite, like. Two of everyone's favourite cities in the world. They're fucking awesome. Now, at a hostel, when, you, when you're in a hostel in Europe and they've got five clocks above yeah. the reception, yeah. the cities you're usually getting, New York, Paris. Now, I will concede that Sydney's usually in there, along with Tokyo, Tokyo. and... London. London. Yeah. London, I will concede, though, yeah. the reason they've got Sydney in there is because there's so many fucking Australian backpackers in Europe. Like, if all of a sudden, if a whole bunch of Sri Lankan backpackers started coming over, you'd see the time in Gaul. Yeah, true. Like, everywhere. Um, it's like on, why don't they have the North Pole? Because I want to see what Sanders doing. Mm, you know, what exactly. Point. I want to see what the fuck Sanders... I want to see if I've been naughty, which case I get a spank. I want to see if I'm going to get a little spank bottom by, <laughs> by Daddy Claus. Um, turning back to Sydney suburbs, Henry... Um, mm you know, episodes in and of themselves. But I I wanted to mention that the 2011 Australian census found that the Northern beaches, so this is, you know, I think the most expensive real estate in Australia. Oh, these guys I've heard of. This is like Mosman and shit. 2011 Australian census found the Northern beaches to be the most white and monoethnic district in Australia, contrasting with its more diverse neighbours. Can you imagine living in Australia's whitest district? Yeah, the albino. It's like having industry. a beer at Mr. Percival's. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. What? Wow. Bloody served up on a plate, Sydney. Yeah, that's uh. What happened with them? They were the. They were one of the. They were one of the outbreaks where that was the gold standard one. That was the. That was. That the was we. Al- yeah. Hmm. But it was the gold standard because they never go anywhere. Because well, that's you know, what everyone it, said. People from Sydney. The main take was being like. Yeah, we're not going to have any problems containing this outbreak to the northern beaches because they ain't leaving. They ain't leaving. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because you know when we were in say around Surrey Hills and Paddington and Darlinghurst, it was hardly um, you know 
the most diverse bit of Sydney. It's incredible to me. I'm, I can't even begin to think just how white the northern beaches must be. Do you reckon they're like, would the northern beaches in its whiteness be at the cutting edge of white? Like, do you think they're coming up with white stereotypes and yeah, then they're yeah, flowing yeah. outwards? Or I was going to say, are they a bit behind? Like, are they just getting into like loon croissants now? Well, it depends because there's a perspective of what white people like that is it's inherited from like black culture and often like queer culture. That's one way to look at it. I don't think Uh, that's what the Northern Beaches are doing. No, I I think the Northern (laughs) Beaches, they're like, you know, this sort of, like I reckon they were drinking seltzers in 2017. Like I think, I think hard. Oh, they were were rock hard seltzers. I think they've come to the worst of whiteness before anyone. And that's, that's all I'll say. Are you? Are you? Are you? Pretending to be frozen. (laughs) Okay. Listeners at home. And I think Joe and I have done a pretty smooth job of yeah. um, communicating of, visual cues. Did you, I don't think you heard what just happened on my <laughs> No, what happened on your end? So, in an insane coincidence, sorry to go into the logistics of recording this right now. Um, basically, as you pretended to freeze to throw me, I don't know how it happened, but I have like a YouTube window open and it, a video just started playing and the ad before the video was for the for the many saints of Newark. The, <laughs> as in the Sopranos movie. As in the movie coming out that is a prequel to the Sopranos. Yeah. So as you were like, the Northern Beaches, and that's how it is, and then froze, I just hear, <laughs> Anthony Soprano rolls on these streets. Is And I was like, has Joe got a sound effect? It? Yeah. I, I thought you were doing a bit comparing the Northern Beaches to like, the New Jersey or something, New yeah. Jersey, and I was like, no. I and I was like, I gotta admit, I don't get this Anthony Soprano bit at all. But I love that Joe has gone to the effort to download, <laughs> cut something up, get it ready to go. No, no, no. I, I, I don't put that much effort. But back to the regularly oh, scheduled programming. Hand is there something sorry, in the Gus. something in the Wikipedia about parks? Yes. So still credit to Sydney. They've they've got some fucking parks. Parks they have. Um, Which we so, all had to endure on Instagram when, oh, lockdown lifted. You can have a picnic. We fucking oh, know. Holy Bruno. And we and, and we know how I feel about picnics, about rashes, oh, about green ants, about itchy, sweaty bums and eating cheese at a fucking right angle. I'm not a fan of the picnic, but I understand that these Sydney people had been locked up for many, many months. Many I understand years. that all that for many years, like Rapunzel. And we all know that <laughs> Rapunzel upon rescue. She bloody uh, let down her hair, had a couple of four pines pale ales, maybe a Jats. Maybe a bloody, uh, bloody Jats. Can I say this? Fucking out of control some of those picnics. And I will come back to parks generally in Sydney yeah. in a moment. Yeah. But that was they were music festival mosh pits, those picnics. The number like yeah. I, there was it's just a good thing that COVID has clearly decided to leave Sydney because there's no bloody distancing at those picnics. COVID's done. In yeah. so COVID, I think COVID's had enough. I think like the rest of us, COVID went to Sydney for a bit, found the people insufferable and decided yeah. to get get on out of there. Yeah. COVID was just COVID. trying to COVID, like most measure. people don't really want to spend more than about six months in Sydney. I think COVID couldn't afford a bloody little COVID house for itself. That's yeah, so right. Um, but and the parks, yes. Yeah. Um, to the south of the domain is high. I don't know what the domain is. I think um, it's another park. Oh, right. So to the south of the domain is Hyde Park, the oldest public parkland in Australia, which measures 16.2 hectares in area. So that's 0.1 square miles, neither of which are measurements that help for me imagine For those planning um, along at home. <laughs> neither of which have done me any favours. Uh, Macquarie dedicated it in 1810 for the recreation and amusement of the inhabitants of the town and named it in honour of the original Hyde Park in London. I think if you're a city that wants to put yourself on the pedestal of London, you can't say, oh, we were just honouring London by naming it. You nicked it. Yeah. I, you, I nicked, think you stole their park. insane that they've gone and just called it Hyde Park as well. So it's like, oh, it. yeah, and um, of course, uh, where our, our government is, the Tower of London. Oh, sorry, we were just inspired. 
This is why it's called fucking Tower of London. Unbelievable. They don't call it the tube, do they? Their, their train. Oh, I fucking hope not. Mind the gap. Yeah, mind the bloody. <sighs> don't mind if I do. Um, that is crazy. Yeah, I don't like it. Now, Hyde Park as well, not only have they stolen the name of Hyde Park, they've stolen some of the uh, traditions in that they also do a speaker's corner on a Sunday what's, morning. What's, what is that? Well, in London, famously, you can go along and they have like a little box or something. You can get up on it and give oh, like, a speech. Oh, like a soapbox thing? Like yeah. probably the origin of that term? Yes. Um, nice. Where they stood on top of a box of soap. Um, but they, yeah, so essentially Sydney do that as well because I have been in Sydney in the past and, you know, going for a cheery little walk and there are people just going at each other in this park. Really? It, it, yeah, it's, and it's a very open, it's an open tradition, but they are. It's a bit, it's a bit of a very Brisbane opinion, but ah, it's a bit of a wank, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge wank. Yeah. I think, and, you know, a lot of the time they're just arguing about, I mean, I, throughout, the pandemic, I shudder to think some of the opinions that were oh, in that park. Um, Let, let's have a moment of silence for, like, obviously the public discourse in 2019 was bad, but gosh, COVID has just led to this epidemic of shit takes from everyone, myself included. Yeah. And you know what the cure is? Mm. Cold beer. Mm. A little bit of cold beer, a little bit on, of a, on a park. Also, the cure is movies. So here's one for you. Uh, Fox Studios, Australia, commenced production in Sydney in 1998. Successful films shot in Sydney since then include Two Hands. That's, <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's no, all. it includes The Matrix, Lantana, Mission <laughs> Impossible 2, Moulin Rouge, Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, which I did not know. Australia Great. and the Great Gatsby. Now, it's not that impressive for a movie called Australia to be shot partly in Sydney. Um, I'm glad he, yeah, I'm glad he shot it. In <laughs> glad Australia. Baz wasn't tempted to take it, do you know? Glad, uh, Peter Faso. glad Peter Jackson didn't win the bid to make that movie and just whip it down to Christchurch. <laughs> uh, anyway, I got Hugh Jackman in a movie called New Zealand. Uh, he plays a sheep fucker. Oh, sorry, farmer, farmer. <laughs> he, uh, he farms the sheep, yeah. So who's um, the love that, interest? Yeah, yeah, the sheep again, again. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's love interest. That's the Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Kud- <laughs> no. like kid, like a like a baby goat. A yeah, kid, too, oh, kid. too right, mate. The kid, man. Um, but yeah, so it's a massive movie shot in Sydney. Um, do you know the scene in the Matrix that's very obviously shot in Sydney? Oh, the one where. Um, Leans backwards in slow motion and dodges the bullets. <laughs> yeah, that's that was that was what King's Cross was before the lockout laws. Actually, yeah. that was, uh, yeah. that's why they introduced him. No, it's um, you know, the scene where Neo looks at the hot girl in the red dress while Morpheus is training him, like in a simulation program. Yes, that's like very obviously Martin Place once you're looking for it. Ah, oh, very yeah, cool. Yeah, I've only seen The Matrix once. Oh, well, if you watch it again in, with a Sydney eye. In this eye, dimension, am I right? <laughs> oh, I don't know how many times the robots have made me watch The Matrix. <laughs> um, that's pretty cool. I, um, yeah, I, I think that's from, unreal. From, from what's his name, Neo. I liked the bit when Neo in The Matrix said, I'm so sick of love songs, uh, so sick of tears. <laughs> so, so sick of wishing you were still here. There was an R&B artist named Neo. <laughs> Grass for <laughs> short. Yeah, there was. It's a good song. Um, Do you so, mean oh, as in like N-E hyphen yo? I don't know, dude. I don't know if there was a hyphen. I'm absolutely sure. Yeah, because... Why I are you pressing me on this? You're meant to pronounce it more like Neo rather than oh. Neo. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm absolutely sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, about there, definitely, there definitely is a hyphen. Yeah, yeah. And, and guess what his real name was? You won't guess. <laughs> his real name was Shaffa Shamir Smith. Better known Which, by his stage name, Knee Hyphen Yo. Shaffer Shamir Smith sounds like you're trying to trick someone into sounding like they have a speech impediment. Oh, Shaffer Shamir Smith. What's your Smith. name? Oh, Shaffer Shamir Smith. Oh, yeah. sorry, mate. Do you want to have another go at that? No, I've got to write yeah. the first one. Come on, Shaffer Shamir Smith. And I've just gone on Google Images looking at Neo, and he's wearing, in, in basically all photos, the biggest damn hat I've ever seen. Oh, did he come up with it before Pharrell, perhaps? I feel like, I feel like he might have out-Pharrelled Pharrell with this damn Which hat. Which is very hard to do, because Pharrell really invented Pharrelling. Now, Neo was also, of course, the star of uh, 
The Great Gatsby, uh, which is not true, but to bring it back to those movies, that's an incredible list of movies there. That, yeah, uh, I, I want to give an asterisk to the Baz Luhrmann ones, um, as in Gatsby, Moulin Rouge, and Australia, but Mission Impossible 2 as well is huge. That's- Isn't that considered the best of the lot? Uh, no, probably the first one is, but I think John Woo uh, mm. directed the second one. And uh, if I recall correctly, there's a there's a fight scene like on a beach that I think might be very much Sydney. It's um, maybe it's set in Australia, actually. I think that was during the Cronulla riots in two thousand five, yeah, yeah. and Tom was Cruise the- was like, "Yeah, oh, I'll get involved." Oh no, that was Attack of the Clones. Because all racists are clones of, of Alan Hitler. Jones's dialect. And, and yeah. Alan Tone, yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, the arts, Henry, the National Institute of Dramatic Art, or NIDA, is based mm-hmm. in Sydney and has several famous alumni, such as Mel Gibson. Huge that they led with that. Judy Davis, <laughs> Baz Luhrmann, Kate Blanchett, and Hugo Weaving. Now, I want to play a little game. Name a recent NIDA graduate. Um, oh, because Heath was Whopper. Yeah, because the grip, uh, Hugh Jackman was Whopper. Because the grip that NIDA has on little artsy communities and theatre people around Australia, of which Henry and I have, you know, been adjacent to at times and, and probably Henry a part of, I, I don't get the, the rep. Oh, it's, it was just the big one. It was very, uh, it was very, it was the Harvard of acting. Um, oh, they, they had Hugh Sheridan. Good on him. Did Hugh Sheridan go there? Yeah. Oh, see, no, the see that's, that's that summer reason. If you study very hard and get in, you too could be on Pack to the Rafters reboot <laughs> on, on Amazon Prime. <laughs> you know what I find so funny on like the Night at Wikipedia page is you go through like famous alumni acting. Let me throw some names at you. Okay. Colin Friels. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he was great in um, Two Hands. <laughs> and of course. He played the index finger. <laughs> of course. Toby Leonard Moore. Oh, well, they when he came out after a play, they used to just say, Moore. Moore. His real name yeah. was Toby Leonard, but that was a nickname. That and, of course, was- who could forget? John Wood. <laughs> No, maybe they, but this is the thing, mate. These are big theatre. These could be big theatre actors in Sydney. Yeah, because, that's true. Because Sydney is at the centre of their own universe and is also the outer limits of their own universe. These people could just be big swinging dicks within the Sydney thing, and, that's and true. be as big in the mind of the Sydney community as friggin' Oprah. Um, yeah, because that's that's the go-to um, modern famous. example. Yeah. I remember, uh, and we've spoken about our drama teacher, uh, Mr. Bay, before on yeah. this on this podcast. And very talented um, man. Uh, I've been listening to a I've been listening to a um, audio book about Bill Belichick and and Tom Brady and the Patriots, and they talk about all of Belichick's like kooky coaching strategies, and you know how he was always Who, who's Belichick, the coach of the Patriots when they won six Super Bowls. Well, I don't care how many Super Bowls he won; he shouldn't have killed Sirius Black. <laughs> what? He was, it sounds like Bellatrix is on. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I was thinking, uh, I really, I, I ultimately lay the blame uh, um, for his death with Pettigrew, but um, that's fine. Um, Serious? No, though, yeah. Wow. That's a, that I'm frozen a again. I'm frozen. <laughs> I'm frozen. No, I'm frozen in a bad opinion that I want to take back. <laughs> I love um, how Zoom has this new feature where if you're so- Say something fucking stupid. It just, just immediately it's a ten-second dump yeah. button. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, so like, um, yeah, they talk about how Belichick was still really hard on people, you know, even after they've done well. And it's just funny listening to it. I'm like, I reckon there's a chance that our drama teacher, Mister Bay, viewed himself as some sort of like offbeat coaching figure. That's like to get the best out of these boys. They got to be shirtless more often. It's the only way to make them more comfortable with each other. There was a lot of. Uh, I, I think he had a, a positive influence in many ways on. Uh, oh, absolutely. He's on, he, on the, he. You'd give him a massive hand in in probably the reason we're doing something like this. Hundred percent. But Mister Mister Bay did have uh, some acting mates who used to always yes. come in, and I remember one of them. Uh, they were the most fucking NIDA people. Well, well, one of them had been to NIDA, and he and he often came in and did workshops with us, and he was a really good actor and and a good teacher as well, and he'd like. 
um, talk us through all this stuff and, and you know, every, and every week we'd be like, oh, we've got to listen. You've know, you got to listen to yeah. how, how he played Claudius because he went to NIDA. He went to NIDA, like, thinking, yeah, as you said, they build up NIDA so much. Yeah. I think it was, like, well after the term had ended that Mr. Bay revealed that at the point in which um, he went, that guy went to NIDA, like, anyone could get in. Like, I don't think they'd bought in the audition. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't really auditioned. I don't think they'd bought in the audition process. Yeah, yeah I, get, I get the impression, um, just, like, reading through that alumnus there briefly, like, yeah, there are people who are now like 60 odd or, you know, whatever that it was like, oh yeah, like I would like to study acting and you go to NIDA in the same way. It's like, oh, I'd like to study law and you go to like QT. Yeah. Like you yeah. just sort of choose it as a tertiary option rather than the, uh, the hectic. Anyway, good on you, NIDA. And, uh, yeah. you know. Not to be, not to be denied her. So true. Um, Australian cities are some of the most car dependent cities in the world. You're telling me especially by world city standards, although Sydney is the lowest of Australia's major cities at 66%. Now, that, I don't know what that is measuring. Uh, 66% of what? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's the lowest car dependency at 66%. Surely they mean that... Do they mean that 66% of the population are reliant on a car? Yeah, uh, I'd probably. Or maybe... Uh, but that's weird because... The tra- I guess 66% of over 5 million people is yeah, still going to lead to atrocious traffic. Driving in Sydney is one of the most painful experiences you'll ever have. And it's weird because the driving the roads are so bad in a city that is so spread out, getting from the city to Penrith, which is part of Sydney, is like an hour and 20 minutes on a good day. It, yeah. L- I complain l- when like, you know, Paddington to the Valley is 15 minutes instead of 10. Mm. And going two kilometres in a car in Sydney can take you like 20, 30 minutes at least. Well, it's also scary. Like I, I think that despite being in the same country, I find driving in any other state and especially the capital city a very daunting experience myself. Oh, um, to be honest, MVP of that or least valuable player, depending on how you want to look at it, driving in Melbourne I found extraordinarily stressful. It's so scary. It's because it is, they can do those those creepy turns. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of one way streets and it's very narrow. Sydney mm. is actually, I just think cause Sydney and Melbourne, you know, with these very old tightly packed colonial like terrace houses, the streets are narrow. It's just a bit hairy. I reckon Brisbane's just got some wide roads, big houses, easy oh, if you like. Heaps of piss. Um, just, um, summer days. Free, free food. Um, yeah, that is good that we hot have air balloons. Food. If you're stuck in traffic, a hot air balloon will take you to work. It's a great city, Brisbane, that, really. That, um, one of the great perks. The RACQ hot air balloon that will pick you up with a, with a claw like magnet and take you through traffic and in, uh, in Brisbane is very useful. Yeah, the, the hot air balloon guarantee is amazing. Um, but speaking of transport in Sydney, Henry, and, and we're getting to the end of Wikipedia here, uh, the city also has the highest usage of public transport in an Australian city at 27%, making it comparable again with New York, Shanghai, and Berlin. Now, I've been to New York and Berlin. Public transport there is at least 150 times better. Yeah, I am. Um, I hate Sydney public transport. Well, I guess they have New better York- trains than we do. The trains are good, and I know that uh, that Malcolm used to get them to work, and that was made a lot of hay over. Um, As in, like, oh, what a battler! Yeah, uh, I hate that. He was- <laughs> just the most, just the most efficient way. As in, as in, I hate celebrating someone for catching the train to work. Oh, I, was, I thought you meant hate that he got public transport. No, no, no. Like, I, I'm like, if you live in a rich area of Sydney and you're near a nice train station, it's three stops away. Of course, you would. I think New York has a lot of options of subway, but it, it sure as hell is dilapidated. Shanghai I've never been to. Yeah. Um, Berlin is amazing because they're German. Berlin and those Germans get things done. Yeah. And sometimes, what, sometimes too well. Um, but what all that... that, that, that <laughs> sometimes that, they're a little too efficient and on time. If someone had maybe... Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I, 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 my dog ate the final solution. And, uh, <laughs> if they were, <laughs> if they were a little less good at getting certain things underway... Yeah. That there's, a, there's a reason the Italians don't have the most famous genocide of World War Two. Mm. <laughs> there's, uh, there's one train I wish they had built a little less efficiently, <laughs> but... Um, 
No, horrible, horrible time in history, but good to see that uh, yeah. Mer- Merkel could uh, get the trains up and running. Um, yeah, I, I guess the, the transport for me, because my, my whole experience with it effectively is because you'd get to the airport and we're going to step through what a weekend looks like very soon for a Brisbaneite person. Um, but it, it, to me, it was that getting to the airport, which in fairness to Sydney is very close to the city. Their airport is beautifully placed when compared to Brisbane is a bit far away, but Melbourne, the one hour drive from the airport to oh, the city. Tullamarine is so oh, far away. Tullamarine. See, see, no see, I feel like the Sydney airport is about the same distance to the city as the Brisbane airport. Oh, it's I just like, that they have a really like, good train. Yeah. Okay. So what do you hate about their public transport? Cause I thought you said it was bad. Oh, it's worse than New York City and Shanghai and Berlin. Oh, yeah. It's well, significantly better than Brisbane's. Yeah, I'll give them that. The, the buses are not, not that good. But I no, think, and um, annoyingly, annoyingly, you need to catch a bus to get to Bondi and the yeah. eastern suburbs. That's, that's a classic painful tourist trip in Sydney is a train, then a bus that's like 40 minutes long to get to Bondi. It turns and, out um, Bondi Junction and Bondi Beach are not that close. No, not at all. And the thing, and the thing you'd always have to do is um, with the, that Opal card. So they don't have a oh. go-card. They've got the Opal card, yep. um, which I think is another thing they've sort of stolen from London because London has oyster. The, the yeah. oyster, which I love because it's like the world is your oyster when you have an oyster oh, card. Oh, is that why? I don't know. I, I thought so. it was broadly whimsical. I, assumed, I really liked well, it. I didn't think they. I couldn't think of any other good reason to name it after a friggin' oyster. <laughs> um, they're delicious. <laughs> what they're just like? Um, all right, guys, uh, what are we saying? Lobster, car, lobster. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we uh, we can call it calamari or uh, the uh, the oyster. We'll call it the oyster. The calamari card's a bit hard to say. Yeah, the calamari card. Bit hard stop, to say. <laughs> stop pretend. Stop pretending to first. Um, I'm starting to mess with the format. You know, it's it's where yeah. we're at. That's a very subversive meta um, episode. But, but yeah, yeah. The, op- the Opal card, I don't even know what that is. There's no, like, what's an Opal? It's like a precious gem, isn't it? Well, I mean, I'm it would make sense if it was the Opal card in Adelaide because all the Opals in Australia are mined at Cooper Pedy in South Australia. Okay. Well, an Opal, an opal it's a is a gemstone, hy- yeah. Yeah, a hydrated amorphous form of the silica. Yeah. So, um, maybe do, do you seriously saying- not know what an Opal is? No, I just wanted some sort of... Uh, I wanted to look at a definition to see if that made me yeah. go, oh, No, that's... no, no. I think it's insane. Like if it was like a precious gemstone usually found on the floor of trains. <laughs> and I would have been like, ah. Do you hear um, that um, they got rid of the Opal card hack that you used to be able to do as a tourist? Well, that's what I was going to bring up. Because yeah. that's what you, you used to fill it up with $1. Yeah. Because it, it cost $5 to buy an Opal card. Yeah. So you'd buy it for $5 and then put like a buck on it. Yeah. You'd get... $30 worth of trips and it'd go into the negatives and it'd be like, Hey, next time you fill up, you got to, you know, pay off all your Opal debt. But yeah. That card's going in the bin. I'm, I'm not going back to Sydney. Yeah. And if I'm, and if I'm back in Sydney again, I'll spend $5 on another bloody Opal. Absolutely. And, and the way it's of a gem, the, the chief way it worked is because the train from the airport to the city is about 20 bucks. Mm. So you were able to basically, just push that fully into the negative because you can put a dollar on it, tap off $20. Well, that's okay to have a negative $19. But Gladys, I think, came out and no. was like, no, no, no. The minimum top up is now, I think, 20 bucks. So at the very least, it covers the cost of the most expensive trip you take, which I think is mm. such bullshit. I hate it. And you know what's going to come out in five years from now that uh, Gladys was secretly dating the Opal card. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, we should, uh, we should give more money to the Opal card. And then it'll, like, images will reveal that she's like, like her tenderly pashing the Opal. Like a phone call of the Opal card being like, hey, baby. Oh, how, you want to you wanna get on the train? <laughs> she's like, Opie. Opie, stop. Oh, made of plastic, yeah. God. Opie, Opie, please. I'm a, I'm a rectangle. Opie, I'm that's a- disgusting. <laughs> oh, I'm a good woman, Opie. Gladys. Um, anyway, uh, any final comments on the Wikipedia page? Jenna Bretz. I don't, Bretz. Think, I don't think it was on the Wikipedia, Joey, but I just wanted to mention Underbelly Razor. Yeah, you didn't because- want Underbelly Squizzy? Nah, where was Squizzy set? 
I imagine also Sydney. Probably Sydney. I mean, a tale of two cities, I assume, is Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah, baby. Good. And then, so the first one, famously, the best one, set in Melbourne. Yep. And then there was the underbelly tale of two cities, uh, or as uh, American Rosso called it, a tale of two titties, because there was so much nudity. Oh, uh, that's very funny. A young, uh, aspiring radio host, Henry Bretz, remembers the hell out of that. Then there was underbelly, underbelly the Golden Mile. Now, that was also set in Sydney. Yeah, that, that's on King's Cross, right? That's, on, that's set on King's Cross, and that one was very good until... I never saw as, it. Well, until, as my mum said, there's too much bloody slow-mo, and there was. Ah. They, over, they overdid it a bit. They tried to be a little bit too stylistic. It was like a kid using iMovie for the first yeah. time, just whacking every filter on that they could. There was just so much going on. Whereas I think what helps the first Underbelly series is it kind of looked like shit. It was really like raw. Like, it looks like a docker. Like, it's very raw. Handheld, really grainy. It looked... Yeah. Yeah, I felt like I was there. I felt like I was there shooting Benji Marshall. Yeah. Not Benji head. Marshall. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Benji... I yeah. can't remember, but it's not... I was there the shooting up. Adam Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> God, that... Uh, uh, that's funny as, man. Underbelly Benji was uh, Andrew Veneman. Not a. Uh, oh, not, his nickname was Benji. Yeah, that's right. Not 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 Benji Marshall, as I just said. <laughs> yeah, we also had. Uh, I didn't know this was one. Underbelly badness. Oh, Terrible. Yeah. Is that about a modern, day, modern day Sydney. Oh. Um. Well, Underbelly Razor. Yeah. Was because I was sitting back before this episode and thinking about. Oh, what are some? What do I think of Sydney? And I wasn't. You know, what are iconic moments and you know there's so much awful stuff that's happened in sydney the the limp siege and the cronulla riots and all that stuff that i probably don't want to go into in uh in comedic terms yeah the but, broncos the broncos losing the 2015 grand final yeah that was awful that was, um, that was terrible man yeah so underbelly razor is what i think of and that was uh set in the it was the fourth series of the australian nine network crime drama anthology series underbelly aired in 2011 it's a 13 part series detailing real events that occurred in sydney between 1927 and 1936 now the reason i thought this was interesting was a it gave us a look into 20 sydney mm. and they did a, and they did a lot of like modern songs as 20 songs well they're um they're rolling in the deep was their big ad for mm. underbelly razor and that was a cracker because underbelly razor as well is about australia's first girl boss yeah. Billy Devine. She, you know, prostitution, she, sly she, grog, razors. She was played by someone who went to NIDA. Really? I mean, I'm, yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure is from Brisbane. Probably. Oh, so take, that's so fine. Take that, Sydney. That your take that. Vision take the 20s, that. Um, but I just remember it being insane because it was like. I never actually saw it. All the Underbelly series, I just remember it was like crime, drugs, crime and drugs, prostitution, drugs. And then there's this one that was like. We carry razors in our shoes and we go around in the 20s with bowler hats and yeah. then we cut people yeah. up in the night. It was just so like I reckon, out of I, nowhere. I reckon Peaky Blinders owes a fucking debt of gratitude to Underbelly Razor for trotting 100%. the ground of life. You can have a crime thing where it's like, righto, give us your sly grog. Also, yeah. was, uh, did Prohibition ever happen in Australia? Why was there? Why were they illegally selling alcohol? Yeah, just, Mark, oh, man, who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Let's take a look down the fascinating rabbit hole that is contemporary Sydney. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. What a place. Now, I'm just going to start with some general reactions we got in and thanks to Unpakistanis for sending them in. Generally, they fell into two camps. So on one camp, you have Honestly Underrated from Molly and Best City in Australia from Dylan. On the other camp, Doug. Horrible. Smells like piss. Everyone is rude. Jackson, shit. Kate, shit. Sarah, fucking shithouse. So, <laughs> I, love, I love how the negative criticism was uh, all centred around the word shit. Uh, so good on you guys. Uh, good on you for swearing because you actually don't need to to be funny. No. Yeah, good on you for degrading this, uh, this, this media outlet. Um, I was surprised for people following Unpacking Brisbane, how many positive bits of feedback we got about Sydney? I, um, I don't agree at all. I think there were, you know, two or three pieces of positive feedback. Yeah. 
that still surprised me. That's true. I, I was proud, actually, of the amount of overwhelmingly negative feedback that came out. I have a, I have a complex relationship with Sydney and Melbourne, Henry, because I think Sydney is the city that everyone loves to hate, so the little contrarian in me wants to like it, and mm. Melbourne is the city that everyone loves to love, so I kind of want to hate it. But I yeah. think both of those cities have big pros and big cons. Um, Brisbane's clearly the best city in the world. Generally, I'd say, and I'll just let, we'll get you a quick 20 seconds on Sydney. And a lot of people would agree with this because a lot of people basically wrote in saying this. I think Sydney, the place is great. I think Sydney people are by and large Australia's worst by an absolute mile. I couldn't agree more. And that was, that was going to be what I was going to say is that the, yeah, the place and what it has to offer is it's a world city. It is. It genuinely is. Now, it's not, yeah, you know, it's not it Australia's a- only world city, fucking Dominic Perrottet, but... Um, yeah, let's... We'll, we'll come to that goof. Come to that, that, that silly duffer. We'll come to bloody goofy movie a little bit yeah. later. But, uh, I, yeah, I think it is a world city and you take the good and the bad with that. And the bad is that, yeah, just it's an attitude thing. And- oh, but just the, the wanker percentage in Sydney is unfathomable. And I think if you were to pinpoint it down to one quality that annoys me about Sydney, it's that, yeah, just say you're great, sure. Say, even say, I don't agree with you, say you're the best city in Australia, but you're not the only city in Australia. Yeah, dead on. I think they, they think, they're the centre of the universe, they think that Brisbane and everywhere else that isn't Melbourne, Melbourne they see as a threat, Everywhere else I think is country bumpkin town. Now that doesn't annoy me. I love being underestimated. I love being the little underdog Brisbane. And I also love that like we aren't, yeah, I mean, we are becoming in, infested by people who are fleeing Sydney. Um, yeah. And keep that shit attitude out of here. Okay. New farm parks for everyone. Yeah. So true. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, what we, what we'll start with yeah. is, the weekend away because we want we want to we yeah. want to look at it through the eyes of Brisbane. This is still unpacking Brisbane, so let's begin by stepping yeah. through what Sydney is. Um, I wrote yeah on that hand. I wrote what I've described as a wanker Brisbaneite trip to Sydney checklist. So this isn't the pure tourist trap checklist. This is you're a cashed up 23, 24 year old Brisbane tosser. And this is what you hit up. Now, I'll say this. And this is what I think a lot of people going to Sydney think their weekend's going to be. Yeah. Uh, you go to the grounds of Alexandria, uh, which is a massive... I don't know how to describe it. Like, basically, you just go and have a coffee there. But it's like this big, very Instagrammable, very cool place that sells, like, plants and, like, organic food of, and kimchi. I've not heard of the grounds of Alexandria. Oh, what? it's no, it's, a, it's massive. Is it a... Is it a precinct or no so i think it's in a suburb called alexandria it's basically an enormous complex that has like a cafe food like probably a cute little bar and stuff it's very hard to explain but big wank it sounds like a greek tragedy yeah so then after that hen you're gonna want to continue your little your little trip and you're gonna go to bill's cafe uh which admittedly full credit invented avocado on toast um well hold Right up. They, yeah. invent, they invented avocado yeah, on Bill, toast. Yeah, Bill Granger in the 90s invented avocado on toast at Bill's Cafe in Sydney. No one before the 90s had yeah, gone. Yeah, how weird is that? When I found this out, I was like, you're kidding me. It's like, no, he, I actually have one of Bill's um, cookbooks. Um, but yeah, he was like. What, what's, f- what's his cookbook? Pick an <laughs> avocado off a tree. Put, you know what you usually do with it veggie actually is, it's the do most- that. It's the most basic cookbook because he's like, yeah, we focus on breakfast and keep it simple. I'm like, yeah, bro, like fucking fruit salad, yummy, yummy. You should not be in a cookbook. <laughs> um, what? Okay, that, that's new. So Bill Granger's got his own little cafe. Yeah, Bill's very famous cafe. And, and you think you're going to go there, but, uh, but good luck. Then, of course, dare I say probably the most iconic photo, you're going to want to try and get a photo of the Bondi icebergs. This is that uh, very exclusive pool next to Bondi. Which is cool as cool as hell. Um, yeah, it's it's cool, and even if you, you know you don't have to go for a swim there, you can grab a beer there and just sort of be seen. You know, in and, and to come back to sort of our overarching point about Sydney, um, 
I don't, you know, a lot of the people in Bondi are, you know, some of our prized worse, but Bondi rocks. I'll give it to you. It's a friggin' amazing beach in the middle of the city. It's, it is cool. I'll give it to you. I don't think it's, you know, now I'll, God's, I'll, God's gift to Australia. I, I, I think I'll throw a spanner in the works. I don't like Bondi. Really? I think, I think it's so cool the that beach. there are beaches that are closer to the city, but I think Coogee and Bronte are much, much nicer beaches. Maybe, maybe I'm coming, maybe I'm heaping the praise on Bondi. That the I Eastern beaches generally. are great. The, yeah. The, yeah. The idea that there are world-class beaches next to an Aporto is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, and I'm that's the main thing. I'm literally thinking of the Bondi Aporto when I think of Bondi. Bro, we got to talk about that Bondi Aporto. So that is, that is probably the greatest fucking fast food place in Australia. Its location is phenomenal. I went through a stage, sort of twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen, where I was like, "Hella into a Porto." Like we're talking, we're talking what Bill Granger is to avocados. I was to a sneaky, <laughs> to a sneaky triple Bondi. I yeah. hella loved a Porto. And when I was there, and I was visiting Pat Cook, all I wanted to do was get my little tush down to the original Porto because that was the first one. Oh, was that with the first one? Right. That's why they call it the Bondi Burger. Oh, of course. I just assumed it was a marketing thing and like, oh, how cool are we? Yeah, so that, but I think when I was going, and I was like to Pat, I was like, we got to get, and Wanty was there too. I was like, we got to go to the original Porto. And they're like, oh, all right. And I think I was like, in my brain, for some reason, I was like, sure, a Porto became a chain. And yeah, it's commercialized <laughs> now. And now it's the kind of thing, yeah, you'd see in an Interpilly food court. I think I was expecting the original to be like one this to be old real chimey. <laughs> I expected like this beach shack where it was like a Porto and everyone there was Portuguese and they're like making the chili sauce in a big pot. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be like sea breeze. And, like it's the original a Porto, faded signs. Got there, it's like straight up the same as... It's probably the same. Yeah, same as the barracks. Same, same as the mar- Yeah, you, yeah. You see what these chains do is they roll out of marketing uh, nationally. So yeah, I. Uh, but That's how they get you, hand. You never expect it. But eating a Bondi burger on the sands of Bondi—that's pretty I mean, unreal. Well, tanned with Bondi sands, yeah, looking man. just like a race crime. Oh, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. So that's uh, that's kind of one of the standout moments in my young life. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of. Um, it's sort of. It's sort of. Terrace Dance 2010, eating the Bondi burger on Bondi. And um, that time I bowled that state cricket player at Lockie Glazes. Glazes, uh, yeah, that, that was amazing. Those, those are sort I of ran, I ran into I ran into one of Glazes' mates who was um, there for that the other day. And, and there's a shared understanding of we saw the best thing ever. Um, speaking of Bondi. Yeah, I, didn't know you, I didn't know you ran into Michael Clark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ran into um, Pup and Punner. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and of course went for it. Um, no, so then you're going to want to stay in Bondi and you're going to want to yeah. go to Toddy's. Now, Toddy's is probably, I reckon, your number one Sydney influencer restauranty thing. It's probably not quite as nice as Rickshaw's, but you'd compare its cultural cachet in Sydney to like, it is, you know, just number one, Aperol spritz, couple of share plates, let's go for it. Um, and it's the kind of thing that you think you're going to get into when you're in Sydney. Is that at the Burley, not the Burley Pav? What, what? No, I'm going to get into that. Oh, okay. That's next. The next one is the Coogee Pavilion. That's definitely what I meant, not Burley. Yeah, at no, no point yeah. on your Sydney weekend do you fly, fly back, back to the Burley to Pavilion. Burley. Um, there is, of course, the Coogee Pavilion, which, again... I, you know, it, you've never seen more clean white linen in your entire life. Having said that, it's a fucking great bar. I've never but, been. But the Coogee Beach Hotel is just as good. So the Coogee Pavilion, so is that, I imagine the Burley Pav has fully yeah. ripped that off. Yeah. I, I actually think, I, I forget who, but I think I asked someone. Although the Coogee Pavilion was either reopened or remodeled in about 2016, which is not, totally dissimilar to the Burley Pavilion. It may well be the same like pub owner was like, right, we're doing, we're doing pavilions. That's the, that's what we do now. I see. I think Pav and I still think Pavlova and so no, no design is going to change my mind about that. You can say whatever you want. You can say, Oh, seafood or um, white jumpsuit. Those very pretty white jumpsuits that are, I got to admit, I can't get enough of. 
if you yeah. if there's if there's a young woman or man out there, um, probably woman in my book, but I'm sure it would look lovely on anyone wearing a nice white jumpsuit. Oh, what a sexy little number that is! And they and, and at the Burley Pavilion or the Coogee Pav, that and you're saying that's the Pav. I still, no matter how many jumpsuits I get, a Pav is still a cake made of fruit and white stuff. Yeah. Um, and a guy can't say that in, in, in Australia yeah, anymore, yeah, then, yeah. then, um, then no, throw no, me th- in jail. No, thank you for that, Henry. Um, uh, oh, thank God. you. Thank you. Um, You're not Pavlo. So could you pavilion? You've, you've rattled me a little bit there with your um, uh, crying out uh, for political statement, your sexual, man. your sexual preferences. Uh, anyway, um, the other thing you want to hit up in Sydney is you want to go see a musical that's probably going to be in Brisbane in six months. Oh, hell yeah. Which is nah. fucking happening. <laughs> Frozen, I think, is coming to Brisbane in like a month. Hamilton will be here next year, I'm sure. I, I saw the last, I mean, uh, the last time I was in Sydney, which was in April, yeah. I uh, snuck that one in. I just... Uh, yeah, how lucky, how lucky for you, you got to see Frozen. Yeah, just went there, drove limos for a bit, got real sick, came home. Um, <laughs> got real crook, coughed on a couple of people. Uh, then I just had a big party and didn't tell anyone about it. Loved yeah. it. Loved played, it for the, uh, played for the dragons. It was a good fun. Um, yeah, uh, Borny wanted me to bring some sausages around to the barbecue. So um, did that, did that. Then I um, I met this guy uh, called ICAC in a um, parking garage. I gave him some documents, don't know what we're in him. But um, no, it was great. It was great. Good to be back. Just headed off. Um yeah, so, so that's the idealized version, Henry. That's the I'm going to hit all the Instagram spots. I'm going to hit all the sites. Uh, what is it actually like as a Brisbaneite in Sydney? Because, yeah, as you mentioned, you and I went quite recently in April. What was your impression? Unpakistanis, that concludes part one of Unpacking Sydney. Uh, Henry and I had so much to say that we actually thought it better to split the episode uh, into two, uh, cleaved it in twain, as it were. So tune in again on Tuesday for Unpacking Sydney part two before back to a regularly scheduled Brisbane suburb next Friday. Over and out.